Welcome to the Snow Day edition of This Week in Brattleboro History. The students are home from school, and so we'll be recording this week's edition without their assistance. A few weeks ago, Brattleboro Historical Society trustee Peter Root came into the research room with a newspaper clipping from 1932. And on the front page, there was a photo of a toboggan run that was next to what's now the Harris Hill Ski Jump. And we were curious as to what the story was behind it. So here it is. In 1922, Fred Harris was chairman of the Winter Sports Committee in Brattleboro. He was instrumental in designing the original ski jump on Cedar Street. The jump was constructed by D.W. Overrocker on land that was owned by the George Kroll estate in the Brattleboro Retreat. The jump was an immediate hit. Fred Harris had examined the natural contour of the hill on Cedar Street and felt it would be perfect for ski jumping. He had grown up in Brattleboro and participated in outdoor winter sports at Dartmouth College. Harris was a relentless promoter of outdoor activities and a founder of the Brattleboro Outing Club. One of the major reasons the club was formed was to establish an organization that could sponsor sanctioned ski jumps in Brattleboro. On February 4, 1922, the first Vermont State Championship ski jump was held at the Cedar Street location. About 3,000 spectators saw John Carlton of Dartmouth Outing Club leap 150 feet on his first try that set an eastern U.S. record. Carlton said it was the finest jump I have ever been on. A good share of the applause at this meet, especially by Brattleboro residents, was for Fred Harris. He jumped distances of 107, 190 feet. It was the official beginning of a relationship between Fred Harris and the jumping hill that would later be named for him. Ten years later, in 1932, Brattleboro found itself in the Great Depression. In the 1930s, Vermont towns worked to attract winter sports enthusiasts from northeastern cities by offering outdoor activities. The Vermont government promoted skating, skiing, snowshoeing, sledding, ski jumping, and tobogganing facilities in over 30 towns across the state. The hope was visitors from northeastern urban areas would help the local economy of these towns during hard financial times. The ski jump hill on Cedar Street attracted serious jumpers, but Brattleboro was looking for ways to increase visitors by offering other activities. A plan to diversify offerings was devised, and on February 14, 1932, a toboggan chute on the hill opened for the first time. The hill featured a 350-foot toboggan slide, as well as a 60-meter ski jump, a junior ski jump, and an outdoor fireplace. According to the local press, On the first day of shoot operations, about 200 people visited the hill. People were intimidated by the height and slope of the toboggan chute. Most people first climbed onto the chute about halfway up the course and attempted from that height. By the afternoon of the first day, people were climbing to the top and flying down the hill. A stopwatch and a little math allowed the reformer to announce that speeds of up to 35 miles an hour were obtained on the toboggan run. The money to create the toboggan chute came from an organization begun because of the Great Depression. The Great Depression began in 1929, and by 1932, unemployment in the United States had increased by 600%. During this time, about 10,000 people had lost factory jobs in Vermont. In September 1931, Governor Stanley Wilson wrote President Hoover to say Vermont did not want any financial help from the federal government. He said, I think I am speaking for a great majority of people of the state of Vermont when I say to you that the people of Vermont are for a government supported by the people rather than a people supported by the government. Vermont expects to take care of her own problems of unemployment and feels other states should do the same. 
In that spirit, Vermont Congressman Ernest Gibson from Brattleboro said local organizations should plan for the care of the unemployed and needy in their own communities. As a result, in October 1931, a 15-member volunteer committee chaired by Howard C. Rice was formed in Brattleboro. It was called the Emergency Unemployment Relief Committee and was created to provide work for regular wage earners who had lost their jobs and were not able to find employment in town. The committee consisted of local community leaders, and their goal was to raise $25,000. The volunteer group was rallying the community to take care of their own. They did not want the town to raise taxes to pay for this relief. As Howard C. Rice said, With so little work in the area, not everyone can pay their taxes now. Frankly, in a situation like the present, the money must come from those who are fortunate enough to have it without regard to their status on the town tax books. In this class are included not only individuals of large incomes, but those who have full-time work at wages beyond their immediate needs. According to the committee, over 100 normally employed people were out of work and without funds. Most of them supported families and winter was coming. The goal of the group was to provide work relief that would get the needy families through the winter. Pay would be 40 cents an hour and the average weekly wage would be $12. The committee asked Brattleboro residents who were still employed to donate 1% of their salary to the Emergency Unemployment Relief Fund. Residents could also donate to the fund and make requests for specific jobs that involved their properties or community projects the contributor thought to be worthwhile. The toboggan run fell under this category. The fund drive ran for 12 weeks and the Emergency Unemployment Relief Committee raised about $21,000. At its peak, the organization had close to 200 people working each week while there were about 370 who had signed up looking for work. Most of the work entailed infrastructure improvements with particular roads or sewers. The volunteer committee found itself overwhelmed. The money they were paying out each week was not meeting the demands. While the governor said towns should take care of their own, Brattleboro was struggling to make it work. As the weeks went on, some people who had pledged money to the relief committee found themselves out of work and in need of assistance also. In January 1932, the committee announced it was running out of money and was turning work projects over to the town welfare program. The town of Brattleboro found it had budgeted $20,000 for local welfare programs in 1931, but had spent $47,000. Mr. Bushnell, the overseer of the poor, reported that unemployment programs were unsustainable and were currently draining the town treasury at the rate of almost $4,000 a week. One of the last projects sponsored by the Emergency Unemployment Relief Fund was the construction of the toboggan chute. Donors to the fund had requested improvements to the jumping facility, and it was thought that the addition of the toboggan run might draw visitors to the area. In 1932, Governor Wilson said he was still opposed to the state accepting federal aid because there would be too much waste in administration costs. In July 1932, the town government reported that it had spent 35000 more on poor and unemployment relief items than the previous year. In 1933, Franklin Roosevelt became president and federal programs began to employ more people to combat the economic crisis. The Great Depression would be felt for years to come, but Vermont began to accept federal assistance. The toboggan run did not really catch on and was discontinued. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past. 